The history of television is a history of failure. For every television series that lasted years and years, there were dozens that lasted only one season or less. But did they deserve to die? Or were they... Cancelled too soon? And welcome back to Cancel Too Soon, the podcast where we review television series that lasted only one season or less. My name is William Bibiani. I am a critic. Everybody calls me Bibbs. My name is Whitney Seibold. I, too, am a critic. You can call me whatever the heck you want. And uh, this week on Cancel Too Soon, we're, we're actually really excited, or at least I am, uh, because uh, I get a, something vaguely akin to closure on a show that I watched when it aired, and then they took it off the air, and then they hid it for many years, and mm-hmm. then they unceremoniously dumped it onto Tubi last month. Bless <laughs> them for finally doing so. Uh, Do we, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not like we, it's not like there's a resolution to every storyline, but at least I know all there is to know. Now we know we've we've seen every episode of this show. Uh, four episodes aired. Six were made. Mm-hmm. They didn't even finish the season, so it doesn't conclude. Yep, there's supposed to be a twelve other, like twelve whole episodes mm-hmm. that would have like gotten us to the yeah. end. Nope, screw it. They uh, be bothered. They ended up putting the two episodes that didn't air on the then very nascent Fox, like Fox Live mm. pre-streaming service, streaming service. Never mind telling anybody about that because yeah, I would have watched them if I'd known. They just put it online, which yeah. Yeah, and people weren't watching a lot of TV online when this show aired. At least not yet, and uh, now we've done it. It came back. Yeah. It, it, it poked its head up through the very fertile field of manure that is Tubi. When we started Cancel Too Soon, this was one of the very first shows I wanted to cover, but I wanted to wait until we could get as many episodes as we could find. And finally, at last, we finally get to cover Drive. Drive! Push it to the floor till the engine screams! Drive! Drive it like the demon that drives your dreams! <laughs> That's not the theme song to Drive. That's the theme song to Hardcastle and McCormick. Which is a better theme song than the theme song to Drive. It's a, it's, it's a better theme song than Hardcastle and McCormick. Let's, let's take a listen to the show. Monday. Mark's falling into the generation gap. I feel like I'm lost somewhere between Rick Springfield and Lawrence Welk. Rick who? Hardcastle and McCormick. Sorry, that was a clip from Hardcastle and McCormick. <laughs> you asshole. Here's a, clip, here's, a clip, here's a clip from Drive. All right. Where's my wife? My one answer is now. We're going straight to the cops. Involving the police would be grounds for immediate disqualification. What? Twelve strangers. I just got out of prison, bro. My parole officer might see me leaving the state on a cross-country race as a violation of my parole. Brought together by fate. Well, we will be together again, me and Sam. You know, all I have to do is win this race. They've been selected to compete from all walks of life. Those people you passed, they're a competition. Don't let appearances fool you. None know why they were chosen. Open the car door from the outside! Okay. But everyone has a reason. Drive! To win. Drive, a 
new series coming soon to Fox. Drive. Yeah, he's, uh, it's about real human beings and they're real heroes. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, like I, I kept on looking up Drive, but I know the f- a film called Drive came out in 2011. So mm. whenever I was looking it up online, my instinct was to type in Drive 2011. Yeah. Uh, the, Drive the, 2011, of course, uh, stars the, Ryan Gosling, is directed yeah, by Nicholas Winding Refn. It, it was, was made a big stir. People don't talk about it as much as they yeah, did right when it came out. It's a great stylistic um, exercise. Yeah, it's a very, very, very stylish movie. Yeah. Uh, this TV series, Drive, uh, aired on Fox in 2007. Uh, it was whipped in the ratings by stuff like Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Uh, it was and, a mid-season replacement, and yeah. it was a late mid-season replacement too. And there wasn't like a lot of fanfare mm-hmm. of it. Um, had a hell of a cast. Uh, let's let's real fast. Let's take mm-hmm. a look at this cast. This is uh, Nathan Fillion, post Firefly. Uh, this is uh, it, was, it was created by one of the creators of Firefly, uh, uh, the, the, Tim Minear. Yeah, uh, co-created that he was uh, the co-producer of Firefly. Uh, he uh, was was co-created by Ben Queen, who also wrote. Um, uh, he he also wrote screenplays for or co-wrote screenplays for uh, Cars Two and Cars Three, so he likes cars. <laughs> uh, and uh, also in the cast, we got Kristen Lehman, we got Riley Smith, we got Dylan Baker, we got a young Emma Stone before anyone knew who she was. We got Taryn Manning, we got Melanie Linsky. This is a good cast. Uh, and this is the second Emma Stone series we've covered because she was also in the Partridge Family. Yep. Uh, if you want to, you want to get a really interesting bit of uh, uh, Emma Stone trivia, go back. God, when did we cover that? Like a year ago? It was about a year ago, I think. Yeah. yeah we, uh, Emma Stone got her big break in TV by winning a uh, reality TV series that was supposed to help them cast the new Partridge Family and then they shot one pilot episode of the new Partridge Family and then they gave the fuck up because it wasn't very good. Mm. She was good in it. She's good in it and uh, Emma Stone does have that sort of star quality. She has a lot of presence. Yeah, even Uh, even when she was a a young star. Yeah, yeah. even when she was a teenager you, you could see that uh, if, if she hadn't become a star, you'd watch some of her early works and say, wow, she should be a bigger star. Uh, and now she's she's made it all the way to Corella DeVille. She mm. won an Academy Award. She won an Academy Award as well. For the wrong movie, but she won an Academy <laughs> Award. And think La La uh, Land was the one. I would have rather uh, given it to her for... Um, uh, for uh, Movie 43. Uh, but... Uh, I mean, she is funny in Movie 43. She's damn funny in Movie 43. (laughs) This movie's terrible. She's actually quite good in it. When you're good in Movie 43, there's a lot of people who are not good in Movie 43. Mm. When you're good in Movie 43, you get an honorary Oscar. How's your HPV? It's just yours. I'm just holding it for a while. (laughs) Ah, terrible Mm. joke. Um, But in any case, uh, the, the premise of Drive. Uh, Drive is about an illegal cross country road race, not unlike. I'll, I'll, I'll save you time. Rat race. It's the movie Rat Race. <laughs> it's a lot like the movie Rat yeah. Race. Uh, or, or Cannonball Run or... Gumball Rally. Mad, 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 Mad World. It's Cannonball Run 2, Speed Zone, which, which was is also Cannonball, Cannonball Run 3. Run, yeah, well, uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a cross-country road race. It's, 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 a, it's a chase premise. Very simple. Yeah. So um, we have each individual racer, each racing for a different reason, involved in this shady illegal race mm. uh, that uh, operates under um, illegal circumstances clearly sponsored by shadowy billionaires who are mm. betting on the race. And if you break the rules and, yeah. bad enough, they will kill you. So there are stakes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, however, you can also just lose and no one gives a shit. So it's yeah, like, if you, if you don't make, they the just stakes aren't really high, actually. Yeah. Like the, the, um, the, the puppet master throughout all of this, the one who communicates all of this to the players is Charles Martin Smith. Yeah. Uh, who is uh, a 
you probably saw him in The Untouchables or in Starman. Starman. He also uh, directed Airbud yeah. and Never Cry Wolf. So, or no, he was in Never Cry Wolf. He was in um, Never Cry Wolf, and he directed Airbud. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's, he's very a talented actor, u- ubiquitous actor director for going way back. Yeah, uh, the uh, and uh, yeah, so basically that's it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the race, if you win the cross country race, you get thirty two million dollars and it can be split between you and one partner. Uh, and uh, along the way, it's not just like, okay, you got to get to wherever the fuck you're going, San Francisco or whatever. You got to get there as fast as you can. No, there's actually a series of uh, checkpoints. Mm-hmm. And at every checkpoint, there's a clue to get to the next checkpoint. So there's no guarantee you'll get to the next checkpoint at all if you can't figure out the clue. Mm-hmm. And there's a time limit to do so. So every single episode is usually between two checkpoints or maybe the two episodes takes place. It takes two episodes. Every other episode, they actually, they hit checkpoints pretty frequently. Well, Um, what happens is they start at like, they start in Florida. They start in like the very bottom of Florida. They start Mm. like the South of Florida. And they, they even say it's like at this point, you know, oh, we need to figure out the clue. We're in Florida. We're going across the country. We're going north for a while. <laughs> we have some time. And they talk about that. Like, initially, there's like there's only so much in their path, so it's pretty easy. But as they, like, get to Georgia, mm-hmm. it's like, shit, are we going to Ohio next? Are we going to Arkansas? Like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's when it starts getting complicated as the race would continue. Um, different people are in the race for different reasons, some voluntarily, some involuntarily. Uh, Nathan Fillion uh, plays a guy who uh, he's uh, he's married to Amy Acker. Amy Acker, you would probably know from uh, Dollhouse or uh, Angel. Uh, she's worked with that uh, that group a lot. Mm. Um, she's kidnapped in the beginning of the first episode, and he is being forced to ride the race. And if he wants to see her again, he'll have to win it. Mm. And as we learn pretty quickly, it's it's pretty obvious right away that like he's not just some schmo. Like, he's actually in this for a reason. And we find out, actually, he was a getaway driver who went straight. And now he's being forced to basically take up the life again in order to save the woman he loves. Mm. Um, Just to make the game more interesting. Yeah. Uh, He's paired up with uh, Kristen Lehman, an actor who I'm really quite fond of. I remember the first time I saw her was in the movie uh, The Way of the Gun. Mm. Uh, which is a really underrated crime thriller. Like it's, it's. I, I know you're a big fan. I'm a big fan. It's, mm. it's wildly like overwritten. Like it's just this. <laughs> like, w- like is it, it was one of those films that came out in like the the post uh, Pulp Fiction crime boom. Mm-hmm. Well, it was written by Christopher uh, McQuarrie, who of course mm. would go on to do like the the Mission Impossible mm. movies everyone likes right now. But, uh, but, but he would also written the, the Usual Suspects, so it's full of twists. Yeah, the, and the, yeah, it's it's really wordy. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, Flippant attitudes towards violence. Uh, the it, opening it, scene is actually much, pretty, pretty reprehensible, it's, actually. It's, but once it's very he, much of its time. Once it once it settles in, though, there's a lot of really, really amazing styles, uh, style, mm. uh, stylistic choices. Mm. There's a car chase unlike any car chase I've ever seen, and I will take the Pepsi challenge. I think the ending of the way of the gun, the climax, best shootout ever filmed. It's it's good. It's right up there. It's got to be right up there. I think mm. it's an incredible shootout. Um, but in any case, she plays. Uh, 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 mobster's uh, wife in that one, and uh, she uh, just gets she just steals a lot of the movie. I think and for the uh, the first episode, I thought it was Samantha Mathis. I can see that she looks a little bit like a, a little can, bit like Samantha Mathis. I can see it, mm. uh, but uh, her character, as we learn very very quickly, um, her parents drove the race when she was a little kid, and they she had been kidnapped to force them to do so. And they died right next to the finish line. Mm. She saw them die, and now she's dedicated her life to trying to take down this illegal race. Uh, so she's actually not officially part of the race. She stows away in Nathan Fillion's truck 
uh, and uh, basically forces him to take her along. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, who else have we got here? There's uh, uh, there's a, a a pair of half brothers mm-hmm. uh, who are just just met each other recently. Yeah, uh, they they uh, they share a father, and they have just been sort of forced together uh, yeah. to drive across. One of them is sort of like a computer hacker, and the other one is an ex-con. Yeah, the ex-con is played by Kevin Alejandro, mm-hmm. uh, who played Sebastian Blood on the series Arrow. You might remember mm-hmm. him from the show True Blood. Uh, good actor, and uh, his brother is uh, the uh, the tech expert. Uh, he's played by J.D. Pardo, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, he's on a show I'm not familiar with called Mayans MC, but I guess it's been on for mm-hmm. a while, so good for him. Uh, uh, meanwhile, over in the Ford Taurus is a father-daughter uh, pairing. Uh, he was looking after his teenage... The father was looking after his teenage daughter. When the race uh, when, unexpectedly when, began. Yeah, he, he had signed up for it, and it began while she was with him, so she he just sort of brings her along. Uh, that's Dylan Baker and Emma Stone. Yeah. Uh, uh, D- Dylan, Dylan Baker is great. Dylan um, Baker's a great actor. Mm-hmm. If you might only... Some people only know him as uh, Dr. Connors from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie movies mm. yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. great in everything yeah. if you want to be really shocked watch todd salon's film happiness oh my god he gives an excellent performance but he plays a supremely creepy character yeah really movie. really horrible uh, he's also mm. a, a really creepy uh, villain in the uh, cult horror film uh, trick-or-treat that's right uh, but I'm, I'm a big fan of him as an actor mm. and uh, their whole deal is he's dying he found out not mm. long before the race that he only has a year left to live uh and so initially he decided to do the race so that uh, he could pay, you know, leave his daughter or something, like mm. make sure she's taken care of. But now that they're actually spending a lot of time together, she doesn't know he's dying initially. Um, he's actually just enjoying, like, actually finally <laughs> living his life because yeah. he was a total, uh, total dweeb yeah. his entire he's, life. He, he does. He's really honest. He's really scrupulously honest. And, his, and there's one really adorable scene where she teaches him how to lie. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you need to make a phone call and lie. Uh, all on her own, mm-hmm. there's Melanie Linsky, uh, who you may recall from, gosh, she's been in a lot, but you probably know her from Heavenly Creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of Melanie Linsky. I think she's great. Um, yeah, she plays yeah. a woman who, at the beginning of the episode, uh, beginning of the pilot, uh, she gives birth to her, to her ch- uh, first child. Uh, and we quickly realize that her husband is a rich and b extremely abusive, and mm. so she's left her child uh, in a daycare, in a safe house, in a, yeah, like, in a, in a, just away from the husband. And the the her drama is: Will the husband find out? Will mm. he take the child away? She yeah. needs to get to the child. She needs she needs money in order to basically hide herself from this guy who is rich and powerful mm. and has the police in his pocket. Um, let's see. Where's uh, there's a husband and wife team. Uh, he's played by Riley Smith. She's played by Marcia Monroe. Uh, he is a soldier. He's a, I think I think he's in the army. They say he's in the army. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in, he's in the military force. I think uh, it's he's in, in w- one anyway. of the military uh, branches. Yeah. Uh, and, she yeah. she is tired of seeing him go off to war. This is like 2007. I mean, obviously we're still mm-hmm. in in military conflict in the Middle East, but it was a more <laughs> heated moment. more heated moment in time. And how, uh, how sad that we're in the same war that was topical to, in 2007. Fucking right. Yeah. Ridiculous. But in any case, um, she's, you know, she doesn't want him to <coughs> go off to war again. Mm. And she figures this money is their way out. So uh, she's got him to drive in the race. Only problem is he was actually called back into active duty a few days ago, and she has been hiding it from him. So they can stay on the race together. Yeah, but that means he's AWOL, and that means he's actually committing like you, a crime. Yeah, you, like, he'd like be you arrested to, for that. You go to jail for not being in the army. Yeah, you, you, you sounds, know, signed yeah. a contract, and you, right, you got to do it. Right. Um, let's see, I'm trying to remember uh, who else is on here. The uh, There's a couple other little um, smaller mm. characters, but the other big character uh, characters we have are... Um... <sighs> okay, there's Taryn Manning... 
who who switches around a lot. Yeah, it's actually interesting. You, just because you have a partner doesn't mean they have to be your partner the whole time. You can switch. Uh-huh. Uh, Taryn Manning is in a car with... Uh, uh, they're, uh, they're played by uh, Rochelle Eights and uh, Michael Hyatt. Those, oh, okay, those are, great. Those are the, the actors, act- actresses' names. Great. Mm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they they all met under, uh, in the middle of the disaster, and now they're all driving together. Uh, problem is... Uh, two of them are doing it for fun, and Taryn Manning just wants to win by any means necessary. So she's going to eventually turn on them and actually to end up with Melanie Linsky for a while. We'll talk about where that storyline goes in a bit. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's our that's our main crew. Yeah, and and the story uh, continues apace. Yeah, uh, that, it's got to. It's, it's got to be pretty it's quick. Lean. Uh, this is one of those premises that's kind of always going to work. Even if you kind of do it shoddily, you're always going to be able to follow it, and it's going to be exciting to watch. A million dollar yeah. mystery is a very bad version of this. It's still very watchable. Yeah, yeah. you still, you know, Midnight Madness is great. Um, yeah. I feel the same way about uh, the the Seven Samurai setup. Um, yeah, some place is being besieged. We need to find helpers, and we go out into the world and find them. It's just one uh, of the leanest yeah. premises you can get for a movie. So yeah, so we go out into the world, and we now we're introduced to a group of characters that we're introduced to one by one, and they each have their little quirks, and they band together. And they, will they get along? It's it's to to, to borrow a, a common phrase. It writes itself. Uh, yeah. It's it's it, pretty it easy. It's pretty easy to it. construct. Put put a couple people in um, each car. Give them a little bit of conflict with each other. Give them a reason to want to win the race, and then put obstacles yeah. in their way. Bada bing. Only trick uh, you got to figure out now is who win. Who, who is the most satisfying winner you can pick? Uh, and uh, another issue. And this is actually something Drive falls into, even with only six episodes. Not enough driving. You need yeah. the action to keep on going, and they have to. Along the way, each of the uh, characters is frequently given some sort of uh, like like double dare physical challenge. Yeah. If they complete this extracurricular task, they'll get an extra hint as to where the next uh, stop is. Yeah. Uh, so in, in one uh, one episode, they have to stop and they're given uh, an extra task. If you rob this bank, if you steal a safe deposit box out of this bank in this little n- n- tiny bank in a nowhere town, mm. then we'll give you an extra hint. And unfortunately, that little stop, rather than just doing it, it ends up spinning off into this wild uh, complication that ends up spanning like three of the six episodes. And instead of being a jumpstart, it ends up actually like costing them a lot of time. Like, yeah, it, yeah, so... Um, so, no, if you're going to introduce something like that, especially if it's in like episode three, you just do it and you move on. Yeah. Uh, oh no, we and now we've incurred the ire of like that security guard, and now he's on our tail. So we have another character. That's how yeah. these work. It builds and builds and builds. L- look at uh, it's a madman, mad, mad world. How many mm. characters did we start with? A lot. It was like twelve. Give it to, yeah, uh, yeah. it was fewer than that, but where else? It was a handful. Yeah, it was, Solid it was like eight, eight, uh, maybe eight, yeah. eight people. And but by the end of it, by the end, got there's like 150. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 pretty nuts, and that's that's yeah. the way these things ought to work. You, you want it to escalate, attract people along the well, way. And I think that's and I think they start out pretty fine. Like mm-hmm. the initial uh, episodes, the initial episode is Nathan Fillion's wife gets mostly told through his perspective. Nathan Fillion's wife gets kidnapped. Uh, he receives uh, a mysterious package. Package is a cell phone, and its cell phone says. Go to Florida. Make sure you arrive in a vehicle. And he gets there a little late. And it's a cute little bit of storytelling, actually, because he gets to, like, this hotel where they're having... Actually, they've, they've like, rented a room. They've rented, like... 
like a, a, a ballroom, a ballroom yeah. that, and they have like all these drivers there and he gets there and as he's walking through the doors everyone else is leaving and looking for their cars because he just missed orientation and Charles Which, Martin uh, Smith is just like I'm not going to give you the whole PowerPoint presentation and Nathan Fillion just like puts a like threatens him with physical violence and says, just give me the gist of it and I'm like yeah. alright it's better with the PowerPoint presentation <laughs> which uh, A very amusing yeah gives a good character moment for Charles Martin Smith uh-huh. and is such a great way to speed past the exposition yeah we don't need to lay it all out we don't want it's it it's really simple and and this way and this this is also great because again uh-huh. he's our entryway into this There's we're following all the other characters but he doesn't know what's going on and by throwing Kristen Lehman into the back of his truck and then getting her to you know mm. stay with him, she gets to explain everything to him over uh, on, time on the road while, while everything is in the middle of the action. You get to action, communicate yeah. information to the audience while there's still action going on. Yeah, it's, and it's it, a good way to, to do that. And it also puts puts him as the underdog. Like near as we can tell at the beginning of the the story, he's the one with the biggest stakes involved. His wife's been kidnapped. Mm. God only knows what's happening to her. Uh, whereas. Everyone else has a head start and can do so leisurely. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also in a rinky-dink truck because he had no idea he was going to be in a race, which is a plot point that gets them pretty far for a while. Because mm-hmm. he's although, a good driver, but it's his, he's driving a piece of crap. Although there are uh, there is a, a wrinkle later on where he's like taken off the road by some mysterious uh, company plant, yeah. some evil dude with a gun who is chasing him for some reason, and they end up pulling him off and say, no, no, we're actually... Like we have a lot more invested in you than you than you might think. Yeah, and they give him a Dodge Challenger. Yeah, uh, this show aired in mid April of two thousand seven. Death Proof opened in mid April of two thousand seven. Both of which feature really harrowing scenes of a Dodge chal- a nineteen seventy one Dodge Challenger. Well, wasn't the nineteen seventy one Dodge Challenger from Vanishing Point? In uh, in Death Proof, it was yeah, it was used in the movie Vanishing. Well, I'm sure Point, I'm, I'm, they want were attracted to it because it reminded them of the car from Vanishing. Well, Point. I'm sure. And listen, I'm sure the people who again, this person who created the co-created the show also wrote some Cars movies. Mm. I'm sure they like car movies. Yeah. Vanishing Point is a legendary car movie. Uh, if you've never so, seen it, it's uh, very seventies. So both both Drive and Death Proof are. I guess taking that from yeah. that car from Vanishing yeah. Point. Vanishing Point is about a guy who makes a bet that he can like drive from like halfway across the country to the other halfway across mm-hmm. the country uh, in a ridiculously short amount of time. So he just takes a whole bunch of drugs and decides to do it. Um, it's not a great plot, <laughs> but there's a lot of cool driving in it. Just a lot of cool driving in it. A lot of cool driving in it. If you like watching people drive, then that's it. I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of Dirty Mary Crazy Larry if you want to go through 1970s car movies, but to each their own. Anyway, um, so uh, so yeah, so like there's this whole big plot point where uh, Nathan Fillion, they get pulled over by a cop, and the cop arrests Nathan Fillion, and Kristen Lehman's like, I need, I'm, I'm not officially in the race, I need him. Mm. He's he's got to drive me So she goes to the police station to try to get him out Turns out guy didn't take him anywhere And you think he's just a corrupt cop And then you realize that he's actually working for whoever Nathan Fillion's sponsor is To try to get his head in the game And yeah, they give him a yeah. Dodge Challenger And it's, it's, a, it's a fucking souped up muscle car mm-hmm. And there's a really cool bit I actually like For a TV series where budget is obviously an issue Uh-huh and we don't get like a lot of like ultra sweet car stunts where they're like jumping off of ramps and shit. We, maybe yeah. they would have saved well, it for later. Yeah. But and, and and in fact, uh, a, a brief pause. Hold that thought for a second. But yeah. uh, a, a brief pause. They they ended this even though this takes place from Florida up to I think they get as far as Ohio. Uh, some of them do, yeah. Yes. Um, 
It was all shot in Santa Clarita Valley here clearly. in California. Yeah. Um, it, it's the, clearly the same stretch of freeway in every yeah. shot. It's like, oh, look, there's the mountains of Florida. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's... there's um, yeah. Oh, look, there's the Ojai Highway of, of Florida. Georgia. Yeah, you know, Georgia. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, <laughs> it doesn't look anything it's, like that part of the country. Yeah. They, they'd use these CGI effects where they're like zooming up from a map and then zooming back yeah. down and boom, you're back in Santa Clara. I think they get away with it. Again, we're looking at a TV budget in the 2000s. Um, there's, they do a lot of fun stuff where um, they do a lot of transitions where we're like in a car with like, I don't know, Dylan Baker and Emma Stone. And then we have a scene with them and then the, the camera like pulls out of the car and then the camera just like changes lanes and we see the car next to them and it's mm-hmm. Riley Smith and Mercedes Monroe or whatever. And it's an early CG like scene transitions before that was like super common. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like some of the way that they shot some of the car stunts. There's a really cool car shot, which I actually don't think I've seen in another movie. Uh, I think it's right after Nathan Fillion gets the souped up muscle car. And it's all about him. And they're basically, they're way behind and they have to catch up mm. to everybody. And it's just him doing like just really slick driving, weaving between cars. And oftentimes when you're shooting a car chase, uh, you you know, you choose where to put the camera. You can put it on the side of the road. Boring. Or you can like mount it onto a car. Mm. And like, so the car, the camera's all often moving. Uh, if you watch the final car chase in the movie, the road warrior, not a single locked down camera in that entire thing. Every camera was, was bolted onto a car. Like mm. every camera is moving in that one. But here they have a camera and it's like, it's at a steady angle, but it's like, 15 feet away from the car so even but even as it weaves it's still at the same angle from the car i don't know how to describe it it just looks really cool and nowadays you probably use a drone to do that but i don't think people were using that tech like that so i don't know if it's like well, a complicated the, compositing shot or what but it's very yeah, convincing well, they, and it's exciting they just do digital compositing now as they, right. they take like four shots and use computers to blend them together but it usually uh, that cgi on a show yeah. like this is pretty obvious yeah, and indeed and it is uh, this one not so much this one shot i just thought think myself mm. that's cool if i yeah, did they, shot they, a car chase i'd steal that shot they, they did do a, a a lot with what was very clearly a low budget yeah. and uh, this is like the mid-2000s so we're also getting that really kind of blasted out color uh yeah. that just looks really terrible um it's it's not is, a great shot show yeah, this, this is this is something we talked about when we were talking about firefly how it yeah. comes from that era of digital photography when all of the dark colors are really green and all the bright colors are like blasted out orange and everybody looks like they're made out of wax. It's just a really awful look. Yeah. And that was just the trend at the time. Yeah. You just kind of get, going to get used to it. Um, the, I'll tell you one thing I, I do not, I didn't like it at the time. I'd forgotten about it. Hmm. Didn't like it at the time. I hate it now. Awful opening credits. Uh, oh, you don't like the opening sequence? No, I don't. Uh, I think it's, I, it's, uh, uh, you know, the episode begins with a cold open and then it cuts to the credits and it's this really kind of sad Nickelback kind of sound and song. Well, the, the song isn't great, but um, I, I appreciate that uh, they, they tried to make it look like this big one shot where we're zooming in on all these cars that are simultaneously okay. driving. The idea is We fine. see think, the credits yeah. appear next to them as we go past them. The yeah. title is like on the back of a car. I think it's actually this pretty graceful looking sequence all told. The sequence is great. Mm-hmm. I think the music undermines it. I think the music has yeah. no energy to it. 
whatsoever. I think the music doesn't get you mm. in the mood to get pumped and watch this car chase story. I think the music sucks all the air out of the room. Yeah. I think the music is just like, oh, 20 somethings are going to be sad. Like, I just, well, I, it, I don't think it's the right vibe at all. I think it completely yeah, undercuts they, everything the story's doing. Although they license some pretty cool songs, like, like block party songs, and uh, there's an yeah. X song on the soundtrack. So, yeah. They clearly had access to some pretty good music. Yeah. Um, but don't mind. Just use the X song. Yeah. The X song would have been a great theme song. Well, th- sometimes you can afford it for like a one-time use, but you can't oh, like get it as the so. whole uh, theme song. And and we saw it on Tubi, and I guess the licenses were still in place because we yeah. were able to see it without that awful replacement thing. That's something we complained about on our last episode with the Black Donnellys. Yeah. They, had... they had to replace a lot of the pop music, and what they chose in its place was like the worst possible choice. It had nothing to do with anything. Mm. Completely failed to tell the story. And no, here here it's all in place. Sounds good. Looks mm-hmm. good. I just never particularly care for the song they chose for the credits. It's, right. it's not a big deal, but like I feel like the credits for a show, I feel like a good credits for a show are credits you never want to skip because they become indelibly linked to the tone, to the excitement, mm-hmm. to whatever aspect of the show you're ex- th- that is the selling point. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the case with Drive. I don't, which is a bit of a shame, but it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. Um, so yeah, drive uh, drive lasted six episodes. We'll guide we'll guide you through some of the plot points, but uh, it's, it's not really well, we it, we describe the backstory, and that's yeah. kind of all the exposition we get. We're, we'll, let's just let's just go through the racers, and we'll mm. give you the gist of what happens to them. Uh, some are more eventful than others. Um, in the case of, for example, uh, Riley Smith and Mercia uh, Monroe, again, he's a soldier who doesn't know he's gone AWOL. She's been hiding it from him. Uh, they're just there. There's that tension. When's he gonna find out? And then he finds out, and he's such a moral person that he immediately turns himself in. And she's initially very upset. She's like, "No, I'm afraid you're gonna die." And then he like turns himself in, and then she meets like one of the creepy bad guys who works for the race, and they start. Mm. She starts making out with him, and he was just like, "Yeah, he's, apparently he's there's this, he's gonna try to undermine the race, try to fix it so that they win, and mm. then he's gonna run off with her with the money." Yeah, which is pretty good. Uh, the uh, creepy bad guy uh, who, who he was the same guy who was chasing down uh, Nathan Fillion, and yeah. And, Basically, that we previously mentioned. Basically, he's the um, what do you call it? Like um, he's just the main bad guy of the show. He's the Darth Vader or whatever of the yeah, show. Yeah, he's just the, uh, the, the the most active evil agent that we see. Uh, however, he is actually played by someone who is kind of a fun get for this because he is played by Brian Bloom. Brian Bloom was Bandit. Oh, he was Bandit, wasn't he? Yeah. In, in Bandit, Bandit, Bandit. Yeah. Okay, so, Smokey and the Bandit. Seven, An- seven th- Smokey and the Bandit movies. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. Classic car chase movie. Absolutely classic. Uh, stars a great Burt Reynolds. Stars a great Sally Field. Uh, it yielded two shitty sequels. And then a whole bunch of straight-to-video sequels starring Brian Bloom as the Bandit. Uh, these were official entries in the canon. And they are Bandit. Bandit Goes Country. Bandit. Bandit, Bandit. That's one title. Bandit, Bandit, Bandit. Bandit, Beauty and the Bandit. And then Bandit, Bandit's Silver Angel. Yeah. They're not good. However, they are better than Smoking the Bandit 2 and 3. Smoking the Bandit 3 is like nearly unwatchable. I, it is just impossible. I, I'm, a, I'm of the opinion 
that Smokey and the Bandit Two is nearly unwatchable, well, but Smokey n- and the Bandit Three is good. Is, yeah, Smokey and the Bandit. It's it's like going from Human Centipede Two to Human Centipede Three. It's like, <laughs> wow, I didn't know you could. You didn't know you could sink any lower. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Holy crap. And I don't. I'm not. I'm not even like the the world's worst critic of uh, Human Centipede Two. But like, and, and you should be. I know <laughs> that movie is revolting. I didn't say it wasn't revolting. But anyway, right. uh, but anyway, so it's kind of cool that so, like they're so being ba- chased bandit, by the bandit. So bandit, bandit, bandit is is uh, is this bad guy? Yeah, that's kind of a fun get. I don't know. It'd be, it would be like finding out like when we meet like whoever is in charge of the race. If, mm-hmm. It's like it'd be like finding out it was Burt Reynolds. Yeah, it would be and like the, okay, that's cool. And when we end the series, uh, ba- bandit and soldier's wife are plotting to break him out of military prison mm. because they need him to win the race so yeah. they can fix it in the way that they had planned. That's where that cliffhanger ends. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Dylan Baker and Emma Stone. Uh, they're a lot of it's just them in a car together being charming. Yeah, they're super charming. They're like just bonding and just like they're part two of good this actors who get to yeah. play a father and a daughter, and they're they they're not estranged. They just don't like get along because they don't mm-hmm. have a lot in common, and they get find common ground and everything. They're, and, they're both such good actors, though, that yeah. uh, they could probably just have improvised all day and come up with backstories. Yeah. Like that, they seem to have have been able to do that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the that that connection gets broken when Emma Stone finds out that Dylan Baker was lying to her mm. and that he's dying, and she didn't know that. And she feels so betrayed that she ends up stealing the car and leaving him behind at a rest stop. And now he's like desperately trying to like keep up pace with the race while also finding his daughter. Mm. Uh, he assumes that she's going along the race path, but he has no idea. Um, and uh, she ends up hooking up with Taryn Manning, uh, whose storyline has a few twists and turns, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, it, their storyline concludes Dylan Baker and Emma Stone, as far as the series got, with them uh, deciding to continue the race, not for the money, but because they're just having a good time together. Mm. And he's having one last adventure before he goes. My theory uh, about uh, where that storyline was going is that we were going to find out that Dylan Baker wasn't dying. Oh. That it was all it was all a trick to get him to get into the race. Like there was no other way to get him to do it. Oh, and so right. when his when his doctor calls him to make sure he promises to take all his medications, I think his medications were the ones that were giving him symptoms. Mm, I, I don't like that. Yeah, I'm. I listen. It's my theory. I think right. this is a show that has a lot of like twists and turns. And I think the thing with those characters is, you know, not everyone can have a happy ending in a story like this. There can only be one winner. Mm. So when I'm thinking about who's going to win this thing, I think to myself, not who's going to win, but whose story can be wrapped up satisfactorily <laughs> without winning. Yeah, well, And I think these, these are two prime candidates where they're going to be yeah, happy because the, they the, bonded uh, and then we'll find out that he's not going to die and then we're it, happy ending for everybody. It's the great pumpkin rule. The money is going to go to whoever's the most sincere. Um <laughs> I, I, I love in, in uh, just to spoil the endings of these movies. Uh, in, in, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Nobody gets the money because yeah. they're all greedy assholes. And nobody deserves it. Yeah. Uh, in in Rat Race, it goes to charity by accident. Uh, but it go- accidentally goes to charity. <laughs> but they also use it to sort of like stick it to the people who are making the race in the first place. Um, yeah. All at a Smash Mouth concert. Yay! That, that movie gets a little kooky as well. I'm, Rat Race is really. It's, fun. it's actually really quite good. It's, it's uh, a mad. It's, it's, it's a mad, 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 mad world knockoff, but it's a really good one. Uh, it's, it's it's a little low rent, but yeah, they they, they did a lot of really fun stuff ass in that off one. at that film. Um, uh, to to this day, we still say, "Am I weaning?" <laughs> Rowan Atkinson. Rowan, yeah, yeah, Rowan Atkinson plays, plays this guy. Is like charming as hell. It's a race. I hope I win. Yeah, you're racing now. I hope I win. <laughs> 
But yeah, so that's the thing. Is you got to you got to come up with an ending for all these people, and I know some of them so, will probably yeah. die, and some of them will probably so whatever. I, but like Emma Stone, and D- Dylan Baker definitely would have won. Nathan Fil- Nathan Fillion definitely would not have. Like they would have oh, done yeah. some like action hero stuff no, to rescue his kidnapped he's wife. gonna make a heroic it's gonna yeah. make it they're gonna make it clear that he could have but he decided not to yeah for important reasons well he has more integrity than to race by their rules he's gonna yeah. break their rules and do do things his own way all right well let's uh that roguish kind of hero uh let's move on uh let's see uh melanie linsky uh melanie linsky is not in a good place actually and mm-hmm. um Initially, she's at, like, last place in the race, and she's told that if she wants to stay in the race, she has an assignment to do. And they give her a gun, and they say, you have to make sure that Taryn Manning is not in that car. Mm. Uh, They're not unclear as to why, which I'm curious about. I wonder if it's because they're breaking the rules because there's three of them instead of two. Well, also they're they're just sort of messing with the the formula a little yeah. bit. It's it's not so extreme that it seems like there are no rules, mm-hmm. uh, and it also seems like per- they're trying to give people personal challenges. Yeah, it's like we we know things are really desperate for you now. What happens when we put a gun in your hand? Exactly. Like they're just trying to, to throw monkey wrenches. So, so basically, forcing Melanie Linsky, who's at the end of her rope, and Melanie Linsky is so good at just playing a nice person in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that putting her in this horrible situation and then also forcing her to kill somebody mm. is just a, a recipe for good drama. And um, she ends up shooting out the tires of mm. uh, uh, Taryn Manning, uh, Rochelle Eights, and um, oh God, where, where's her name? <laughs> Michael Hyatt. Michael Hyatt, yeah. Uh, Shooting out the tires of their car, and then when they get out, she like pulls, pulls a gun on him, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I I don't want to do this, but I have to, I have to stop Taryn Manning." And Terry Manning's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hmm. You want to win this race so bad you would kill me? I'm riding with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These people don't want to win that bad. They're just having a they're just having a good time. You want to win? That's I'm, you don't have to shoot me. I'm out of their car. I'm in yours. Mm. Boom, loophole. <laughs> and I'm actually like with that's, them. That's with, cute little writing. With them, I split the money three ways with you. I split it in half. That's more money for me. Yeah, yeah that sort of thing. So uh, she ends up in a car with Terry Manning for a while, but it turns out Terry Manning is actually. Really, She's really kind of unstable herself, extremely yeah. unstable, actually. And she ends up, uh, Melanie Linsky begins to suspect that her uh, infant son is not safe in the safe house and she's ready to abandon the race and uh, go rescue him. Uh, and Taryn Manning puts a gun on her and says, No, you have to stay with me. And she's like, Well, just take the car, I don't know, I'll get the, get a ride. Yeah. And that's when Taryn Manning says, I don't know how to drive. Ah, a show called Drive, which is a funny little little twist or anything. Melanie Linsky finally just says, "Listen, if you're going to keep me from my son, I have no reason to live." So she starts driving the wrong way down a speeding highway, and Terry Manning just like wants out of the car because she's crazy. Mm -hmm. And so Terry Manning uh, ends up uh, going off, running into Emma Stone, and then just totally flipping character, going from completely dangerously violently unstable to being the person who helps Emma Stone and Dylan Baker like heal their mm. troubled relationship. Yeah. Struck me as kind of a weird shift. Uh, Dylan Baker also spends a little bit of time in the car with the Rochelle Eights character. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, after uh, Taryn Manning leaves uh, uh, Rochelle Eights and Michael Hyatt, uh, Rochelle Eights and Michael Hyatt uh, begin to sort of question their place in this race. It's like, what do we do? Wait a minute, we've, we've just figured something out. And they decide to keep on going. Uh, and But they spent so much time with their shot-out tires yeah. that they're in last place. And everybody's already left and gone to the next uh, next stop by the yeah. time they show up. Yeah, they, they didn't hit the yeah. checkpoint in time. And so it's not like, it's not like you were last 
you're just out of the race now, and we're yeah, going to need to take your race phone from you. Yeah, and Charles Martin Smith says, and uh, and you're out, so uh, phone back. Like, he doesn't do anything sinister. like, oh, and go over there, and we'll shoot and kill you. It's no, no, like, no, it's like, just, you're, you're out. You're done. I'm sorry, it sucks. Yeah, you should have mm-hmm. you you got your sooner. And so and, while they're driving off despondent, they sh- what should happen, but they pick up the, the telephone. Everybody is issued one of these little telephones at the beginning of the race. That's where they get all their clues. Um, as it turns out, another one of the racers, in a, it, while they were fighting, threw the phone out the window, and they saw it, and they picked it up, so now they're back in the race with this phone. Yeah, but they're not supposed to be, and then they get run off the road. By, uh, and that's never resolved. We don't know who ran them off the road. Well, it's clearly someone who's involved in the race. Like, Brian Bloom might have done it or something uh, like that. Maybe. But, yeah. um, but in any case, but it's right after Michael uh, tells, uh, where uh, Michael Hyatt tells... Um, Rochelle Aids. Rochelle Aids, sorry. There's so many people in this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she tells her that God told her mm. that she was going to win the race, and so they have to do it. And uh, then they get run off the road, and Michael Hyatt... Dies and just when she's dying, you know, Rochelle Hates is like, No, you said you said God said you're gonna win the race. And Michael Hyatt's like, No, no, no. God said you're going to win the race. <laughs> I'm dying. You have to win it. So, and so now yeah, she's Ro- now, now, now covered like injured and covered in blood because they were run off the road. Uh is without a car. And wouldn't you know it, she ends up in the same rest stop as the Dylan Baker character, and they end up stealing a car together. Yeah, they both need to steal a car, and they both, like, see each other about mm. to steal a car, mm. and they both, like, pick up the pace, like, we're get, who's going to steal the car the fastest? <laughs> and she gets in the driver's seat, and while she's starting up trying to drive off, he just gets in the passenger seat. Just go! Just go! <laughs> it's fun with... I didn't expect them to switch cars so much. Like, just having, mm. like, switch partners. I think that makes it a fun dynamic, actually, because yeah. you never know, like, who's going to end up with who, or what they're... Because it's difficult when everyone's, like, Stuck in a car. It's a, it's yeah. a you're in confined space. So only so they, many ways you can film that. Well, yeah. it's also so many only so many other characters they can interact with. Mm. You have a big ensemble. I want to see Dylan Baker interact with every other character. Mm. I want to see Melanie, Melanie Linsky interact with every other character. And you have to contrive situations that allow for that. Yeah. Well, um, we uh, covered another chase movie on Kensal Too Soon called Blood Drive. Well, a chase show, but yeah. A chase show, excuse me, yeah. uh, called Blood Drive. And uh, Blood Drive, check it, it's a sci-fi oh series. It is wild. It um, is one of the most entertaining shows we have ever well, seen. Like not just covered on Cancel Too Soon. Just ever just seen. ever. And one so of the cons- much fun. It, it's another race program, but it takes place in this weird grindhouse movie universe where the yeah. cars run on human, like, human blood. feed human blood into the cars, and that's the way they run. Yeah. Uh, and, like, they got, like, fangs in them. You have to, every, like, feed people head first. Every checkpoint, but, uh, they end up in, like, a different kind of horror movie. So, like, yeah. every, this so checkpoint, it's, everyone's, it's like, like being fed human meat. And this and, one, oh, there's a bunch of zombies. It's great. This, this is the one with the sex virus. And then they, they start adding these really weird conceits. Like, when you feed somebody into the machine, it turns out it's, like, harvesting their souls somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the the evil host turns out he's like one of a thousand androids. Yeah. There's all kinds of and wacky stuff And it ends stuff with the on. promise of a dinosaur island. Yeah. Fuck! We never got Blood Island, unfortunately. Damn it! It's so good. So uh, but the conceit in that show was that everybody's racing across country, but they're only racing to checkpoints and where they stay overnight. So they all get to meet in the same place Every day, yeah, between checkpoints. They yeah, get to, so like, so they, there's races where they're just paired off, and then at the end of the day, they all get to interact. Yeah, there's a big party. So, so they, yeah, morning. so they came up with this conceit where yeah. the characters do get to interact. Here yeah. they had to. It's kind of there. Things. It's kind of there, mm. but they also don't have to end up at the checkpoint at the same time all the yeah. time. So, what well, as important the. the the opportunity that they missed, which is actually a big element of a lot of these chase films, is they didn't. Not only did they 
They switched cars a few times. What they needed to do was use other modes of transport. Yeah, somebody needs to get like, a helicopter. Like do, or yeah, I'm, I'm going to fly in a, in, in a light plane. I'm going to fly in a hovercraft. Whatever, you know, get as wild as you want. I feel like there should be... I, I know it's clever to, like, race through the rules mm. of this race show. Uh, but at the same time, I actually would like to know, is there a limit to what kind of transportation you can use? Yeah. Because clearly you can't, like... Get in a plane, right? In you the, can't just the movie, fly to the uh, final thing. You gotta get to the checkpoints. It, you know. In the movie, uh, in the movie Speed Zone, two of the racers—I think it was the Smothers Brothers in that one—decided uh, to cheat, and they were just going to get on a plane and fly. But there was a big accident, and the plane—the plane's wings got ripped off, <laughs> and so they ran up to the cockpit and they said. This this can reach like takeoff velocity still, right? It's like, well, yeah, but it's got no wings. Take it on the highway, and they're just. <laughs> They're just driving down the road in a plane with no wings, so that that's what you drive, do, do that kind of stuff. Driving you know? down the road in a plane with no wings. Yeah. <laughs> so that 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 kind of stuff. Drive is actually a little bit more of a stern show than that. It's not yeah. as silly or fun or broad. No, it's, it's 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 not like realistic, but it's more mm. grounded than that. You yeah. know, it's uh, it's it's got this kind of lost mentality where there's got to be a lot of revelations and twists and things. And the more we learn about the inner machinations of the race, the more it seems increasingly implausible. Mm. But um, I, I I was loving over there. Oh, we didn't finish Melanie Lenski's storyline. Uh, it ends with her suspecting that her husband. Uh, knows where her child is, so she uh, veers off of the race to go collect her child. It turns out he didn't until he called her cell phone and accidentally got Taryn Manning, and Taryn Manning accidentally let it slip where the kid is. Mm. So uh, she ends up picking her up and uh, in order to protect her infant child mm. because the cops are believing this rich guy. Uh, she just has to play the part, and I can only imagine that she would have broken away. That she would, yeah, she would have gotten away. You have to, right? I mean, what a bummer ending that would have been. It's like, <laughs> you can't and, end and, there. And, and she's just <laughs> back with her abusive yeah, husband. You can't end, end there. No, yeah. that guy's got to end horribly. Mm. We got to find out that, like, I mean, obviously he's not sponsoring her, but he's probably mm. involved in the race or knows about it in some way. Um, maybe he, maybe he's sponsoring one of the other char- uh, characters in the race, and they're going to mm. go after her or something. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, we got uh, uh, Kevin Alejandro and JD Pardo. Uh, they're fun together. I actually mm. really like them together. Well, um, and they actually uh, very early in the this, in the plot ended up teaming up with uh, the Nathan Fillion character. Yeah. Uh, at one of the checkpoints, uh, Nathan Fillion and Kristen Lemon uh, they get a jump start. They're allowed to skip a checkpoint. Mm. Uh, at, however, along the way, they have to perform like a uh, a physical challenge. And that's where they have to rob a bank. And uh, in order to do that, they end up uh, recruiting Kevin Alejandro and J.D. Pardo, who decided, rather than follow the other cars, we're just going to follow these people who have a jump start. We'll just follow them. Uh Like, what the hell? Uh, And uh, so they end up robbing a bank together, but then J.D. Pardo gets shot. He also ends up shooting a uh, security guard, and they go out of their way to make sure we know the security guard is a piece of shit. Mm. Like they, every single line of dialogue he has is like you can see the devil horns like growing on the character. Like he's just an absolute monster, so it's okay if he dies. Like mm-hmm. that kind of attitude, so we can move on and not feel too bad that JD Pardo killed him. But um, Nathan Fillion has to take JD Pardo to uh, an old like crime doctor. Like it can't be a real hospital. Yeah, yeah so, so you take you, this guy who will like pull bullets out of you in the middle of if you were shot in the middle yeah, of a heist, that kind of thing. It's in a box. I'm guessing it was it was in a like a boxing studio, a boxing gym. Yeah. So I'm guessing uh, like they were doing like illegal fights. That's that, that was the Probably. impression I got. Uh, but then that becomes a whole thing, and like this cop who's like chasing down Nathan Fillion because he thinks Nathan Fillion kidnapped his own wife or something. Mm. 
Uh, that becomes a whole thing, and frankly, it's a, a tedious digression. Uh, Kristen Lemon also uh, has stolen a flash drive. Uh, drive! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what the title refers to. Yeah, just the drive. She stole a flash drive from uh, the people who run in the race, and she doesn't even know what's on it because it's encrypted, but fortunately, J.D. Pardo knows computers, so you can figure that out. <laughs> J.D. Pardo does machines. No? No one? The Ninja yeah. Turtles? Oh yeah, I, I didn't get it. Yeah, sorry. Fine. Anyway, uh, Emma Stone is cool but crude. Give me a break. Okay. Um, he finds out that it's a list of all of the players, all of the the racers. It's also a list of their sponsors, which is what makes it more valuable. Mm. It's not just oh, here are the weaknesses of all our racers. It's like no, we know the billionaires who are involved in this gigantic race, and that's when Kevin Alejandro and JD Pardo realize that. Kevin Alejandro's sponsor is his own father, who had him, I think, as a result of an affair mm. and has been pretending he doesn't exist. J.D. Pardo only just found out he had a brother, like, at the start of the race. When uh, Kevin Alejandro desperately needed money because he was out of gas, he just got out of prison. Uh, and he just, like, ran into his dad's house because his dad lives in Florida mm. and robbed as much shit as he could to pay for gas. And that's when J.D. Pardo just joined him because he found out his dad was a lying shit bag. Um. Yeah, and then um, yeah, the Nathan Fillion, and Kristen Lemon. Uh, the their story ends with uh, the flash drive has been destroyed by accident, and uh, Kristen Lemon's like, okay, well, these people are never going to stop chasing you, and you might not ever find your wife again if I'm in the car because they're after me. Mm, so yeah. turn me in on purpose because that's yeah, what I want. I want to meet the people at the, who run this damn thing so I can take them down. And, and the last episode, she's being grilled by, uh, is it Liz, Lindsay Krause? Um, Lindsay Krause, yeah, from uh, uh, House of Games. Great fucking movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, she she's plays like the the Fed, I guess, who's who's sort of grilling her. And that, that one's yeah. told out of chronological order. And well, it's actually kind of an obnoxious storytelling conceit. In the I, episode. I hate, it's one of my... Because they, cha- they changed that from the rest of the series, which is yeah. relatively pretty straightforward up to that point. Yeah, there were no. a few flashbacks, but... It was one, it's uh, one of those... Only, only for utility's sake. No, it's one of those annoying fucking episodes. And I, every time a TV episode does this, I want to re-edit it and watch it in order and see if it would work. And I think mm-hmm. it would. Um, it's a whole thing where at the beginning of the final episode, again, there's only six of these... And it was not where it was even intended to end for the ending of the season. Uh, Nathan Fillion hits a checkpoint and then immediately turns in Kristen Lemon. And she's like, you son of a... And then it's like 18 hours earlier. Mm. And I'm like, okay. So what that means, when you do that, 99 times out of 100, I'm not saying it's never been done well, but 99 times out of 100, when you start with the ending and then you go back to 18 hours earlier... What it means is you didn't trust the beginning of your story. Mm. You didn't think the beginning of your story was very interesting. So rather than make it interesting, you decided to just do this thing where like, oh, well, later they'll start off with somewhere where we couldn't possibly know how we're going to get here, even though it's really fucking obvious, isn't it? They're they're working together on this. Mm. That's what there, they there, do. There's like, no other possibility yeah. here. It's not like, like, we're not, yeah. not like we're not going to find out Nathan Villian's been the bad guy all along. It's not a thing. Like it's it doesn't work. It's a frustrating device, and it's a sort of device where if you don't pay attention to how stories are structured, it might not bug you. But once mm. you start paying attention to how stories are structured, it always feels cheap. And and it, it feels cheap here, too. Yeah. It, again, there's a couple of times I've seen it work. I'm not saying it's never, mm. ever worked. The, the best case scenario for this is if you catch up to the previously on really quick. Yeah. Like, if you can catch up to, like, where we left off, like, where we here's where we came in. Yeah. You can catch up to that within like twenty minutes, 
usually you can get away with it. But if you wait till the ending of the episode, it's like, no, we're ahead of you. We know how this is going to work. Anyway, always annoying. Um, um, am I and, forgetting and, anyone? And they never concluded any of these stories. No, because they ended up no, for six uh, episodes. Yeah, so they, they were all gearing up to sort of make the final rate. Oh, uh, we did forget one character. There's... The cop on Nathan Fillion's tale. Oh, uh, uh, played by Richard Brooks. Uh, Richard Brooks, um, who played uh, the uh, mercenary Early in Firefly, and plays a car- and plays a cop named Early. And I like to think that this is in the past of Firefly. Oh, there you go. <laughs> like, Firefly plays like the future uh, of this universe. I like to think that the the DA from the first season of Law and Order, who Richard Brooks played, uh, like decided to become a cop later in his life. <laughs> so it's actually a Law and Order universe. Richard Brooks is one of the one of the smoothest voices. Of any actor, yeah. just like ah, what a great oh, he's, delivery! He's, he's so he's, he's so dramatic. He's super cool. He's got this good yeah. stony expression. He's, yeah. he's he's welcome, welcome really cool welcome actor. to see him. I, I I liked him when I saw him on Law and, Law and Order way back at the start. Yeah, I, he, I, I, he, I didn't he watch like, Law and Order. I was familiar. Yeah, he, with he was things. in the he was in first season of Law and Order, think, like right at the beginning. I think the first time I saw Richard was he was he the bad guy in the Crow City of Angels. Oh, was he? Yeah, it's he was like the like Crow Pops City of boss Angels, yeah. in like Crow City of Angels. I'm gonna look yeah. this up. I'm ninety percent sure he was in the Crow City of Angels. He was in the Crow City of Angels. Hmm. He played Judah Earl. Hey, another Earl. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> a weird thing to get stuck in. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, he doesn't. There's no resolution to that uh, yeah. either. Um, now, um, there is an additional conceit to drive, which I think was a little ahead of its time. What's that? Uh, And this was a big uh, sort of marketing push. Evidently, Drive had the very first corporate-run live Twitter feed that Uh, was going to run concurrent with the series. And at Fox Drive is still active on Twitter. And I actually have it up open on my phone right now. So yeah, you can still check it out. Um, uh, so we got, it's um, not very well trafficked. (laughs) No, it's not well trafficked. Uh, There's only about a hundred tweets. Yeah. Uh, Here's, here's a tweet. From a visual standpoint, cars are our spaceships. Instead of space out the windows, we put the real world actually much harder. <laughs> and they they give uh, <laughs> oh my god, and and they give like little oh little like bits of production. Like there's no handheld camera using on drive, only fluid steady. And they put steady cam in quotes, uh, yeah. steady cam shots, so we can interconnect characters that do not interact with each other. The idea came from an old shot we, uh, an old short we had now on Yahoo TV that seamlessly connected all the cast with their cars. So th- this I mean, is listen, like, you're saying this is the condescending attitude. This is actually, you gotta admit, it is a bit ahead of its yeah. time when they were doing that. Mm-hmm. And indeed, there are still filmmakers who do this. We just had a, a really good one with um, the director and producers of the Mitchells versus the Machines. Mm-hmm. They did a great tweet along to that. There was they revealed so much interesting stuff about that uh, movie. Right. Like seriously, check that out if you haven't already. Yeah. It's really wonderful. But um, but but this is 2021. This is back in 2007. Before that was yeah, really 14 years uh, ago. Yeah. This this was. I mean, Twitter was a thing. Yeah. But it wasn't so big a presence that everybody was on it yet. Yeah. No. This and is, uh, yeah. So I think it was actually very forward thinking of the producers to have these tweet alongs where you get a little bit sort of like the VH1 pop up videos where they give you little bits of trivia while you're watching the show and you get to look at the the show and your phone and have them both interact. Um. That's very clever. Yeah. There's only been one other TV show that's really cleverly employed Twitter, and that was uh, the game show At Midnight. Oh, yeah. Which was just hashtag games, so you could be at home and play along with the contestants. I miss those games. Yeah. Like it, it, I, 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 the actual hashtag word. Like, I remember, I, I remember when Twitter was mostly puns. 
Yeah, it was like Remember hashtag it was mostly puns. puns? Yeah. Like that was so much it's better like, than what it turned into. Hashtag Star Wars sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. Empire Strikes something yeah. with a hoagie. I don't know. Uh, yeah. BLT3PO. Yeah. <laughs> so we wouldn't have done well. On, no, on, well, it's off the top point. of my head. What yeah, do you want from Star Wars sandwiches? There are some clever ways to sort of mix the media a little bit. I admire yeah. that Fox it, Fox Drive, at Fox Drive, yeah. tried. Um, looking over the old tweets, they're not entirely interesting. Mm-hmm. And the last tweet is... Go follow the director of Drive as he does other things. He's working yeah. on House now. Yeah. Oh, the uh, producer of Drive, or uh, we, we talk about Ben Quain, uh, Tim Minear, uh, who of course uh, co-produced uh, Firefly. Uh, he has had such a rough career making really good television shows that didn't last long. Well, I mean, most notably, his, probably Firefly. Firefly yeah. is, of course, the most prominent example. Although we did on our Patreon a podcast where we went through every single episode of Firefly and. Um, we're not as big a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we came with some fair criticisms of it. But in any case, uh, he, he's had so much rotten luck that his Twitter account is at canceled again. <laughs> <laughs> it tells canceled with two uh, L's, unlike us, which uh, is one L, which is, they're both correct, uh, by the way. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's done a lot. Uh, he's done a lot of shows we've had a lot of requests for, like Wonderfalls, uh, Terriers. Uh, a really cool show Which I actually want to cover sooner than later I've been meaning to cover this one for a while Called The Inside Which is basically like What if Silence of the Lambs Was like, in, like Instead of just Clary Starling It was like a team of people And it was weekly Okay It, it was a cool show I, I liked it at the time I, Maybe it's age poorly I don't know I haven't watched it in a bit yeah. um, oh, That oh one was cool Clear, Whoever was doing this Drive Twitter account Like clearly was typing super fast <laughs> Fourth time Bill has been conked Bill's gotten a wrench, a smack, a Buddha conk, and it's not done. <laughs> Jesus. He also had a really cool cop show I liked called The Chicago Code, which mm-hmm. had, um, seriously, Delroy Lindo should have won an Emmy for mm-hmm. it. Like, he was really, really great in that show. So we're going to get to some of those oh at my some God. point. I'm a big fan. <laughs> the, the last tweet, like, that they did while the show was on the air was just, Fox Drive, yo. <laughs> oh, that did not eat well. Yeah, and, okay. uh. And all of them are like, Twitter, tell me what you thought of the episode tonight. And none of these have any responses. Like, nobody was following along to this thing. I feel sorry for, like, whatever intern they forced to do this. Like, they'll just tweet along. It's also possible. I mean, granted, it's it's implausible that this would be, like, super popular and happen to everybody. But, like, if you left Twitter or, like, canceled your account or something, Mm. I don't think your replies still count. But regardless, there'd probably be some, right? Kind of mm. sad because they were like ahead of their time but unappreciated. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Fox Drive, yo! <laughs> Stop that! Stop that! Stop that! I'm, I'm sorry. That. This this is imminently fascinating. It's like it's like it's like the stuff. Space Jam website. Like that's what it is. Yeah. It's just like this they, interesting relic. They took it down. Well, they put but they put up a mirror. Oh, did they? Okay. Like I think if you go to that's what I heard anyway. Yeah. If you go to like the new Space Jam website, they mm. like preserved it. Like and it's like a part oh, okay, of it. yeah. For, that's what I heard. Until this year, until 2021, uh, the Space Jam website had remained unchanged since 1996. Yeah, it was a fucking time capsule. Yeah, it was this really interesting time capsule. Uh, It's the only good thing to come out of Space Jam was the longevity of its website. Yeah. And uh, but now that they're making another Space Jam, uh, Uh, they decided to update the website. And that that was very upsetting when when I went to the, the website and it wasn't there. Uh, one second. Um, yes, but no, apparently, apparently the original is spacejam.com slash 1996. 
Okay. You can, you can still, still it's, I'm looking at it right now. It's still okay. there. Okay, good. They, they changed the website, but the actual thing is still there. Slash, okay, yeah. good. So just web, go, go, go check that out. That's yeah. that's what we were dealing with in the late 90s. That's yeah. what a, an official movie website looks like. Yeah. Uh, Drive was a very troubled production. Uh, it, I mean, it's a good premise and everything, but... The they like they wrote it. The studio didn't care. They moved on. Then like a year later, they're like, "Hey, let's make it." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Uh, apparently, they had like a real pain in the ass time, like deciding who was going to be the lead in the show. Uh, Tim Minear wanted Nathan Fillion. Mm. Nathan Fillion had, I believe, according to this interview with Tim Minear, uh, like a contract with Fox, and they didn't like know why he would be like they didn't know him. <laughs> They were like, let's get Nathan Fillion. I was like, oh, we want to get a name star. You have a contract with Nathan Fillion. Oh, you think he'd be good? Yes. <laughs> he's, a, he's got TV star like stamped on his face. And sure enough, after like after some some rough starts, you know, he would go on to star in really super fucking popular shows. Mm. Good for him. He's a very charming actor. Um, so th- they they had trouble from the get-go mm. and i'm sure there was a lot of meddling um and yet when all is said and done it's still pretty good it's pretty good yeah, um, it's a like, fun show like i said they spent too much time on the ground i wish there had actually been a little bit more racing yeah and you can spend a lot of time racing that's fine like they could have spent just at like 12 episodes getting just as far yeah uh, you know a lot more rest stops there's a lot of americana they could have uh, explored and you know i know they would have had to fake it all but yeah. There, there was one passing reference, I think, to uh, to nut logs or cashew logs or nah, something. I remember that. Uh, remember maybe that I'm thinking all. of something else, but yeah, just like stop at a Stuckey's. Yeah, and and it turned. Well, yeah, because they, they they go to they go to uh, uh, the shuttle launch in Florida. They go to Appomattox. Hmm. They yeah. go to they go to a few like I imagine the world's largest ball of twine had to be in there somewhere, in, in and fact, then I'd have to like roll down yeah. after them. Like that would be fun. In fact, with just a, a like a slight tweak, this could have been a Saturday morning cartoon show, and sure. it would have been Wacky just as exciting. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, make it like an educational geography show about yeah. the United States. Why not? Where, where st- our next stop is, and you, okay, okay, sleuths, here's your clue, and. Uh, <laughs> And they had to, like, know something about American geography before they could figure it out. And that element is in there. And that's really exciting. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's fun. Hmm. Um, and then Dylan Baker even promised Emma Stone. He was like, okay, we're going to do this race hmm. thing again. And Emma Stone's like, are you going to tell me a lot of boring stories throughout the entire thing about every single, hmm. like, landmark we run by? And Dylan Baker's like, I promise. She's like, deal. <laughs> it's really charming. <laughs> yes, yes, I will. <laughs> it's super charming. I, I know a lot about these things in this part of the country. I, I'm yeah. glad you dug it. I'm glad you yeah, did. I, I was I worried actually, you might I, not. I yeah. did enjoy it. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I was afraid because there is a certain kind of like high octane action. This is clearly trying to bank on the popularity of the Fast and Furious, which this was running concurrently with. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, it, 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 I, I been out for know, a while, but I don't know are... which which movie they were on at this. I think point. it would have been at least. I think it was there. At least, I think it was, at least three. Had come I'm out pretty at this sure point, at least two yeah. or three had come out by this point. They, they, they were, they were, they were. Uh, mm. uh, they hadn't become the the ultra success that would become with Fast Five, but mm. they were they were an institution. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they were an institution enough that we're sort of tapping into car culture again, sure. and the actual makes and models of the car are really important. Although this isn't about street racing, so we didn't get that like those really obnoxious rally scenes where there's a, like all the cars are parked and, and everybody's wandering around and drinking. Yeah, and there's a lot of close-ups of bottoms. Um, 
Yeah. None of those. None of that. Yeah. In, in this. I'm, I'm glad. And, and it's we, Fox. They could have. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, I'm glad that like the whole race wasn't like about like prurience. Yeah. You know, like it's about actually like life or death struggles for some of these people. Um, yeah. I'm curious, like when all is said and done, you, you mentioned your theory, but like, do you actually think that at the end of the race, which I'm sure would have gone like the next season, then they do another race the mm. season after or something. Uh, or maybe they would have finished it off after 12 episodes if they got in the full 12. They very well could have. Um, do you honestly think Dylan Baker and Emma Stone would have emerged as the winners of the race? Uh, that that's my prediction. That's you. That's who you think would win. Yeah, I think they. I think they would. I think they they would have won, uh, or he would have like maybe like like died falling over the finish line. It's mm. like and I need to carry you, and like he ends up like mm. carrying Emma Stone over the finish line, and that's like his dying dying act to help his his uh, his daughter. Okay, that that's that's my prediction. I can see uh, it. Or Melanie Linsky would have gotten back in somehow. Oh, I think she has to at yeah. some point. There's got to be some way. And like she, she would have like been able to uh, out, outrun her abusive husband and end up breaking away and getting off with him and also like running off with the money. Or what would have happened is um, Emma Stone and, uh, and Dylan Baker would have like stumbled over the finish line just as like a bad guy was making off with the money. Mm. Like one of the, one of the eviler characters, like the the evil uh, bandit, bandit, bandit would have gone in and stolen the suitcase full of money and would have started driving off with it. Uh, and uh, Nathan Fillion would have stopped him in some like big gun battle. And Melanie Linsky would have like caught the the briefcase. She would have shared the money with Emma Stone. That's the satisfying ending. I agree with that because like the, it's got to be it's got to have some kind of twist to Rooney. Like you know, okay, yeah. Ethan Fillion's clearly going to win, and then he has to not win in order to mm-hmm. save the day or to help someone else achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, uh, his wife Amy Acker. Mm-hmm. My initial theory when I started watching the show was that Amy Acker would have been in on it somehow. Oh, like I she was a participant, or or she was working for the organization or whatever, and she was perfectly willing to let herself be quote unquote kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, by the end of the episode, by the end of the season, I'm not convinced that that's true. There's a good bit where uh, Nathan Fillion is without a car, and uh, he gets like picked up on the side of the road by a guy in a truck, and the mm. guy in the truck's just like this kindly old guy who's telling about stuff, and he's like, you know, I got something in the back that can help you if you're in the middle of a, if you're really help when you get to where you're going. And then everyone's like, no thanks. And the guy's like, all right, fair enough. And then we find out later on that that guy had Amy Acker in the back of his truck. <laughs> Which is so fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so it, fucked up. And the epi- and the series ends like the a, last... A, a little too convenient, but well, whatever. It, it's the movie Breakdown, basically, which is also another yeah. really good road movie. Um, uh, very underappreciated. People don't talk about it enough. Kurt Russell, Kathleen Quinlan, J.T. Walsh. Excellent thriller. Mm. Uh, but uh, it the series ends like the last thing is Kristen Lemon is uh, taken by the people who run the race and uh, she shoved, she's basically in the back of like a semi with Amy Acker and they're driving somewhere and they don't know where they're going. Yeah, and that was basically so they're, they're it. Both so kidnapped so I, I, I think if Amy Acker was in on it, they wouldn't have bothered continuing that ruse. But then again, well, maybe it's one of those elaborate bullshit well, it's, things. It's one of those things where, you know, uh, Kristen Lehman and, and Nathan Fillion are clearly like the, the characters of action. They're the ones who are just willing to go far and like wield guns. So she was going to be in on sort of this action-based rescue subplot that had nothing to do with the actual race of it. Yeah, my my ultimate theory was that something truly implausible and unlikely was going to happen at the end. Like, everyone's going to, you know, push to get there, and everyone crashes their cars, and then, like, the last person to get over the finish line 
is yeah. uh, Rochelates because God. Oh, because God. Yeah, why not? Destined her. Okay. Why not? Let's make it. Let's make it a whole thing. Let's make mm. it Battlestar Galactica. Uh, but um, anyway, that's my theory. Mm. I don't know. Um, I'd be very but, curious would, would if anyone have... knows. If anyone knows who won. Who Please is, let us know. If, if you ever, I've tried to look it up. But to the best of my knowledge, Tim Minear mm-hmm. didn't reveal it in any uh, interviews or anything. If anyone knows, and I mean knows, not like my theory. I'd, I'd love to hear that too. But like, if anyone knows, like you worked on it or you know someone who did. Who was going to win this race? Please let me know. I really wanted to know. <laughs> I wanted to know this for get, 14 fucking years. If, Please if let me ever know. Get, if we ever get to talk to Tim Minear, we can ask yeah, him. I would love it, to. He's done a lot of canceled shows. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and, and this was canceled after four episodes. Four. They only made, they didn't get to finish it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it, it showed a lot of promise. Really did. So uh, I, will, I, will, I will say... That I think Drive was indeed canceled too soon. I agree. I think mm. Drive was canceled too soon. I, I, wanted, I, I wanted to, a I want to see how the story ends. Yeah. I'm actually interested enough. Yeah, which and, is cool. And you know, a cross country road trip—that's such an easy premise. Just keep doing that. Yeah, that yeah, could have I, lasted nine seasons. Yeah. Race across a different country each time, a different state, the yeah. different states, just, just new a, cast every time. Exactly. Yeah. Like maybe one or two people could like come back if like oh like I lost last time, but this time I'm gonna win. But then yeah, you just bring in a whole new cast of exciting actors and like. I'm only in it for six episodes. Cool. Mm. Then you like crash and burn on a highway or something, and it's super dramatic. Like, mm. you, this is a good premise. This is fun. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think this was definitely canceled too soon. I'm glad it held up. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you watch it, and it's like, ah, you I, can never I, go I, home again. I, the, the photography has aged incredibly poorly, but that's the only thing. <laughs> but so, that, you but know. you could say that for almost any show of the era, really. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, not, it's, hard to, it's hard to really ding it too much for that. Uh, but yeah, there. Anyway, so uh, yeah, check it out on Tubi if you want to uh, see it and you haven't already. Uh, and that is it for Cancel Too Soon this week. Thank you everybody for listening. We uh, love you. And uh, we're especially grateful to our patrons over at patreon.com slash critically acclaimed network. Uh, everyone there who is uh, helping actually contribute to the show and keeping it afloat. Uh, without you, our shows would not exist. So thank you so much. And if you want to contribute, you get a lot of exclusive shows uh, for for your contributions, including shows dedicated to the 1960s Batman, reviewing every single episode of that, every single episode of Star Trek, uh, movies that are not on Disney+, Plus but should be, every film ever nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture, commentary tracks, there's a lot, and it's over at patreon.com slash critically acclaimed network. If you can't afford to subscribe to Patreon, we totally get it. Times are hard. Yeah. <laughs> it you're, sucks. You're, you're not required, but we appreciate yeah, it if you do. We appreciate it. But if you want to help out the show and you can, uh, leave us a review wherever you find us. Like, give a couple of sentences, be honest, you know, star rating, whatever. Like, wherever you find us, that, that helps a lot. Mm. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Critic Acclaim. I am at William Bibiani. I'm at Whitney Seibold. You're also able to uh, email us. Letters at criticallyacclaimed.net is our email address. Once again, that is letters at criticallyacclaimed.net. Uh, and uh, you can ask us any questions you want and we might read your email in an upcoming episode of our podcast We've Got Mail which is also right here on the Critically Acclaimed Network along with all of our other shows except for the Patreon exclusives um, and uh, we have a soap store or at least I do along with my partner M. Lapis De Silva mm-hmm. go to Etsy.com look for Salt Cat Soap all one word and you can get a lot of fancy designer soaps hand lotions bath salts a lot of wonderful stuff there perfect for gifts uh, and uh, that's over at Etsy. Thank you, everybody, who's tried it out already. We've had a lot of great reviews. So that's really, really cool. I really appreciate that. And next time, I canceled too soon, I have one word for you. And it's a word that might very well change your life. It probably won't, but it might. <laughs> and that word is... Fluppies. Oh, God.
That's right. We're going full fluffies. Now, I know what you're thinking. Not partial fluffies. Not like all those other people. Bibs, is it safe to go full fluffy? To that I say, I have no idea. Because I don't think anyone ever has before. But next time I cancel too soon, you, you better fucking believe. We're talking fluffies. We do it for you. It's all for you. Yeah. It's all for you, Damien. <laughs> fluffies. So thank everybody once again for listening. That is a wrap. We will see you next fluffies. Fluffies. Stop saying fluffies. <laughs>